Hello, my friends. This is Lexi. This is my episode four of my podcast on mental health. I had a therapy appointment this morning, and y'all, we have some shit to talk about. I need to process some stuff about my former best friend today. Um, And it is the same one that I've brought up a few times on here. We stopped speaking around Halloween this year. And I've always been telling myself I can love from a distance until she's ready. And um, I, I think I learned today that I can't do that anymore. And I think that's because similar to my last podcast, I think I was using her as a way to self-medicate myself from the destruction of my life. I put my everything into her um, to try and help her. And in doing so, I wrecked my life. Not that she did, not that she's unhealthy, not anything of the sort. I think it's more so of, I don't know how to be a good friend without giving somebody my all. And I need to learn how to do that before I ruin these other great friendships that I already have because I do have fantastic friends that love me for who I am. And when I had that realization today, I broke. It's a sad thing to know that you can't really be friends with one of the favorite, most important people in your life because it's a toxic friendship. Not because they're a toxic person, but that because you two together create this toxicity that is not good for either of you. And so you have to let them go. And it sucks. Like, it just, it sucks. But there's nothing more that I can do other than accept it for what it is. And I don't want to do it. (laughs) You're dragging me kicking and screaming you know and and it just it's it's a hard thing to do but that's the last stage i think of that grieving process is acceptance accepting that the ending of this friendship is what started my first self-aware manic episode and i think it's time that i tell you guys my diagnosis i have been diagnosed as bipolar type 1 with psychosis Um, So yeah, that's kind of the the quote, quote, crazy kind, but I'm still just myself. I'm still the same person that I've always been. I'm just using my coping skills and medication that I'm prescribed to medicate my mental illness, right? And I think when that friendship broke, I remember a conversation that I had with her where I was mad. It was the last conversation I ever had with her. And I remember breaking and telling her this isn't good this isn't good I don't know what I'm gonna do because I knew I was about to spiral and I entered that first self-aware manic depressive episode that I talked about on my first episode my first podcast and um yeah I learned today in therapy that unfortunately she is a trigger for my mental illness. And I don't think I can be around her anymore, but I love her. And a part of me always will. All we can do is wish them the best with their life and move forward with ours. We cannot get stuck in the past and hoping for change and hoping maybe today 
she'll reach out. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe in a month, maybe in a year, I'll hear from her again. And that may be true. Maybe one day I will hear from her again. But I know now that with where I'm at in my life and for my children's sake and my family's sake and my friends' sakes, I have to stay away from that trigger because that's exactly what it is. And so today I want to focus on identifying our triggers and identifying the actions that we do um, that start to kind of lead up and build up into an episode, whatever it may be. You may not be bipolar. You may just have depression. And at times your depression is worse than others. You may have ADD or ADHD and you're, you, know, you, you can apply these triggers and side effects and recognitions to any mental illness that you may or may not have in your life, even if you're a workaholic. So for example, today, I know that my trigger for a manic depressive episode is a life altering change and I start sleeping too much. I'm a napper. Everybody knows that I take naps on my lunch breaks. I oversleep. I'm late to work. I sleep. I go to bed at 7.30, 8.30. If I stay up until 10 o'clock the next day, call me an insomniac. I mean, <laughs> um, that is one of my symptoms of a manic depressive episode that is triggered by a major change in my life, i.e. losing a good friend, regardless if it was through death or other circumstances. A trigger for a manic happy or ecstatic episode for me is I stop sleeping. I actually truly become an insomniac and I, I'm not able to sleep at night. I'm fidgety. I stop napping as much and I'm compulsively cleaning my house and I just, I cannot sit still. And if you know me in person, you've probably seen me in both of these states and not been aware that I was manic at all because of the amount of self-medicating that I was doing, whether it be through work, through smoking cigarettes, through smoking Delta 8, what, whatever the case may be, through channeling my mania through my best friend. I mean, we all have these ways of coping and, and, and sometimes they're not the best, sometimes they're not the healthiest. So one thing that my therapist is going to have me start doing is keeping almost like a uh, spreadsheet right, of my emotions when I'm starting to feel like I'm going through these highs and these lows and everything else. And I would encourage if, if you feel like you're struggling with your own emotions or you're struggling to compartmentalize or you bottle them up or if you're just having a hard time identifying what emotion is what, maybe try the same thing and start journaling, right? Um, take a walk around the block, get some sun, put your feet in the grass, do some grounding techniques, some muscle relaxation techniques. I had a stressful day at work while dealing with these highs and lows today in my own personal life. And I am currently surrounded by um, nine origami paper cranes because <laughs> that's one of the coping skills I've picked up. And I had to really use it today. And I had to use another coping skill, which is a podcasting episode. Yes, like I've said many a times, I love y'all, but this is for me at the end of the day. This is another form of a coping technique that I'm using to wrap up my day so I can relax and have a wonderful evening. And um, I hope you guys are able to do the same and find good techniques that help you deal with these outside triggers and life stress events and and everything else. And if you do have a similar story to mine of losing a friend, 
I would love for you to leave in the comments about what you can do to love them from a distance. I think it's important that we're all able to share our experience, strength, and hope on here. And you're able to do that in the comments and the feedback and, you know, whatever. Um, I know I'm new at this. So, you know, if you're going to leave me criticism, that's fine, baby. I still love you too. One thing I did miss on my last podcast was a positive affirmation. And I definitely kind of want to do one of those again today. And I want to bring it back to the very first one I used in my first podcast episode because that was the one I had to tell myself today when the highs got to be too high and the lows got to be too low, which were those three C's. So again, I did not cause this. I cannot control this. I cannot cure this. But I know how to cope with it. I did edit that a little bit for my first podcast to make it a little bit more relevant to my current situation that I'm coping with. Um, And this weekend, I think I'll just really take some alone time to process and grieve the true ending of a 10-year friendship. And it's sad. It's very sad to say, I can't be friends with you anymore for my mental health. but that's kind of exactly what it is. But I know that I will be okay no matter what happens. I am going to be okay without this person in my life because I looked to her to find happiness in myself when I couldn't see it in myself and I can see it now. I have great friends who love me already and I love them. I have a fantastic family that loves me. And you may not have those support systems in that village, but something I guarantee you you have is you have at least one person out there who loves you for you and not what you bring to the table. And I think that's a very important difference to make. But getting back to what I was saying is it's even more important to be able to love yourself first. That way you can show others true love. And I'm excited to be able to show the friends and family that I have in my life now the actual true love that I can give them now that I love myself first. And it's an important step to make. And if you already if you already know this and you're like, what is this bitch talking about? Is she really this delayed in life? Yes, yes, I am really this delayed in life. <laughs> and that's okay. Because we all move at different paces. And my pace may be different than yours. Yours may be different than mine because we're all human and not one of us is the same type of person. We are all unique, beautiful individuals who thrive on chaos and beauty and perfection and disorganization with organization. And none of it makes sense because life doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to. You're supposed to be able to trust your intuition and your higher power to show you the way that you're supposed to go with your life. And our mental illness disrupts that intuition. And it says, this is a good person to put all of your faith and hope and trust into. And you may be right, you may be wrong, but the first person you should be putting all of your faith and hope and trust in is your higher power. And your higher power is not another person. Your higher power cannot be a person because a person is not a perfect human being. Your higher power is the one that you look to when you can't trust your intuition anymore. 
And learning how to trust your intuition is another big, big step forward. It's a big one that I had to learn the last couple of months as well. And I learned that instinctively, I may not have picked the best partner in life, but I instinctively picked a fantastic father for my future children. I may not have instinctively picked the best industry to work in, but I picked the industry that I knew I would work the best in. I hope that makes sense to you guys. And to sum it up, let go of the toxicity in your life that is bringing you down by praying and trusting your instincts and your higher power. Yeah. A little bit longer one today, guys. I had a lot I had to get out. And I'm going to edit this as much as I can. It may be kind of choppy. I'm working on it. But one step at a time, honey, and we will get through this together. We will get through this journey of life together. This chaos, messy, snotty, crying, <laughs> highs and lows of all of it together. And I, I am looking so, so, so forward to the journey with you. Um, I haven't said this before and it feels really cheesy to say it, but if you do want to know when I have episodes released instead of me having to text you or you searching or whatever, um, don't forget to subscribe. I am going to be using Spotify as my primary and then I'll be posting to other platforms, but I've figured out Spotify first, unfortunately. So that's going to be my primary platform. Um, if you choose to subscribe. Of course, if not, no hard feelings. Like I've said, this is for me um, because I find it highly therapeutic for me to be able to talk and get all of these ramblings out. And some people think it may or may not be cool. But thank you for listening, my friends. And I will talk to you guys on the next one. I love you. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Bye.